Yeah, you can't look at me as well. It puts me off. Welcome back, everyone. It's Be There With Us, and this is a special episode because we've got our first, I would say, ever celebrity guest. He's a professional wrestler. He's an actor. He's a philanthropist. That's a struggle, that word. Does that actually know what it means? Excellent. What does it mean? Uh, There's uh, the person who gives to charity. He gives to charity. We don't know if he does or not. We'll find out, because if he doesn't, well, bad, bad times. (laughs) It is the British... Cruiserweight champion. Michael Oku. You can come. (laughs) Look at that. Hi, how are you doing? Hello. Hi, I'm very well. I'm very You look good. like I a man. A philanthropist. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I could just tell. There's a I can't even say the word, but I was gonna say it yeah. again. You get the idea. I only know yeah. from the office. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so very quickly you've learned the level of the podcast. <laughs> Great. To <Talk> quality. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolute pleasure to have you with us. Um, and thanks again for doing this. Uh I think on this uh, our podcast this week we mentioned how we met you but we didn't go into too much detail um but we met you when you weren't wrestling which was uh but at a wrestling event so a little bit unusual so what we'll do is we'll we'll get into the the five fairly ridiculous questions that we do at the start and then um after that we'll we'll see where this goes so, uh, okay. Dan, do you want to ask these questions? I'll go the first because the second one's terrible. So I'll do the first one. What are <laughs> what are your favourite podcasts? If you have some. Ooh, um, let me choose. I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to uh, Your Mum's House. Oh, that's on yeah. YouTube. With, okay. uh, Christina Pizitsky and Tom Segura. Very, it's... it's if anybody hasn't seen it, it's stupidly <laughs> random. And it might not be for your taste, but I enjoy <laughs> it. Um, and it's not running at the moment, but I would give high praise to uh, The Midnight Miracle uh, with uh, Most Deaf, who's called Yassine Bey, Dave Chappelle, and a few others. Oh, okay. They just started a podcast. And it's a very, it's the most unique podcast I've ever listened to because they want to put it on vinyls. So they're very short. And they use bits oh. of music in between and sound effects and soundscapes and sound bites of like different things. And they make it really sound very different. So I'd, I'd put those two as like, oh, wow. there's a podcast. I'm listening. Oh, Comedy different... Minds with Kevin Hart. Oh, um, you know that other one? Is Talib Kweli on that one as well? Yes, correct. Oh, he is. That's the one. I thought he is on it. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Now I'm going to ask the second one. This actually comes from Dan, but he's too embarrassed to say it. Um, and it's because he traditionally does very bad versions of this on our, on our podcast. So um, can you do any impressions or accents? I mean, you are an actor as well, so. Right. So in, in theory, I should, oof, I should be <laughs> able to do some good ones. Uh, impressions. One I've done recently is of my, uh, I think it's a boss like that. Yes, I do work for him, but my promoter, the promoter, Andy Quilden of Revolution Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I have done his impression a few times. And I actually did it once in the ring while uh, I had the microphone. I was saying, uh, I was doing a promo, and I literally told people to buy tickets to go to the next show and uh, in Manchester. I said, there you go, Andy, you're welcome. <laughs> and then I said to the fans, I was like, probably going to go backstage you're going to say michael that was really nice and <laughs> that that was uh, a <laughs> the highlight of the entire promo because if you don't know andy quilden he's got a very interesting voice especially when he's an announcer when he announces he mm. goes into this weird high-pitched <laughs> but a tinge of essex voice and it <laughs> breaks all the time his voice breaks for fun so that's my favorite one to do i mean anyway. i mean we we've both heard um, heard him so that's you know that is pretty good but it's fairly niche isn't it <laughs> it's it's niche but everyone who knows it loves it and yeah. probably has their own impression <laughs> that i've met next question uh describe yourself in three words actor wrestler philanthropist still can't say that word that's, can that's good. 
Um, yeah. Wrestler. Kind man. Oh, that's good. Kindness is key. There we yes. go. That's me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, my God. Don't get many, eh? <laughs> no. Uh, do you know what? It's more recent, but it made me feel good. Is uh, People said that um, they're seeing me uh, putting on some putting on some pounds, putting on some muscle, which, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you're looking fat. That's, <laughs> for some people, a negative. But for me, I've always been a smaller person. In my entire life, I've always been a skinny kid and this, any other. I'm still very small. I entered wrestling, and I'm very small compared to most wrestlers. Mm. So I'm trying to put size on. And so... I haven't told people this. I am going to do it and put size on. So for it to be unprompted and people to multiple people to point out, oh, you're putting on a bit of size. It's been, it's actually made me feel really, really good. So that's been that probably one of my favorite compliments. What, what, what I was going to say, what have you been doing to, to do that? You need some tips. I do need some tips. <laughs> Just eating. I, okay. I mean, he it's, does that all the time. He doesn't, so... no, no, no. he doesn't stop eating. Huh? He doesn't stop. So what I found is that's what I would say. I said that about myself. I was like, I know I love food. I know I love food, but it's it's eating like decent portions, but multiple decent portions. Sometimes I would I'd probably like skip breakfast or just have cereal for breakfast, and then not eat until and I have the biggest meal ever for dinner that would doesn't make sense to fit in my body. <laughs> but then in, so in my head I've said, oh, I've eaten loads today, but really I actually haven't. So what I've just been learning to do is to eat loads like not giant portions but significant portions multiple times per day so that's that's the tip for anyone you getting that i've got it down don't worry so he's always been the skinny one i used to air on i would say fat before yeah yeah. (laughs) i had to shift a few pounds but you know i got there i got there there you go so we should say if people don't know you are a professional wrestler you're i would say a big deal would we call yourself a big deal now um in the UK, yeah, I would I would put my hand up and say that in the UK for sure. For Gotta be sure. one of the top UK wrestlers now, surely, if not the top. In, independently, yeah, as an independent wrestler, I would say I'm pretty much close to the top. That's yeah. what I've tried my best to become, and I think I'm there. Yeah, we were trying to get someone better, but <laughs> we settled for you in the end. <laughs> ah, there you go. Joking, you are number one. Busy. <laughs> um, so what is the plan? Like, you're how old are you now? Twenty eight. 28 yeah independent yeah what are we thinking career-wise japan america what's the plan yeah so i mean i mean again the easy the simple answer which is probably the honest answer is wherever the wind takes me like i would love to go to japan um i feel like there's such a they're way more disciplined than any other country in terms of how they teach wrestling and how they wrestle that I'd love to just go under that. So it's just like I'm 24-7 learning wrestling in a very strict environment. Then, you know, if a place in America comes calling, if it's a promotion or like if it's a company that adds out contracts or if it's, you know, just like a run of shows I can get done or like I can get busy independent wrestling in America, then, you know, I'd I'd happily do that. But um, the, the goal when it comes down to it is to like make this 100% like a full-time living, but like beyond full-time living, like, like a really like, like luxurious, like sports cars, but just a very nice like life. And it'd be yeah. cool to just be like, Oh, I'm doing it hundred percent. Just through wrestling. Just doing what you love and comfortable as well. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe just one sports car. Just maybe, <laughs> maybe just one. That's all you need. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, obviously, coming up in the in the new year, you've got a a big event. Um, we we will be there for that, just so you know. <laughs> cool, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, we're just going to assume you're you're then um, the British heavyweight champion as well. We're just going to assume. You can assume that. That's fine. Is is <laughs> is the um, at that point? Would the next step be to to take that championship around the world? Would that be a dream? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I feel like that having that belt, and if I have them both belts, just be like I'm like 
it'd be very cool to represent RevPro, not just as well like the UK, but to represent RevPro who's given me so much. Hmm. And then using that to like put more eyes on RevPro, put more eyes on me um, and put more eyes on the UK scene in general and let people know, oh no, don't worry. There's still, there's still things happening here. Yeah. There's still people here that you should come down, come over here to come wrestle as well as me going around and wrestling other people. I think that maybe even a, uh, a bigger goal that I'd like Instead of me traveling, I'd like to for people to come here. Like, yeah. there was that special, like, hot period during, like, maybe I want to say 2016 to 2019, mm. where, you know, it was like imports, like, yeah. all the time, like, from America, from Japan, from Mexico, you name them. They all wanted to come here. And it wasn't just the country. They knew they had wrestlers on their list of people they wanted to wrestle. Um, that's what I would like. I would like it to be now that, like, there's independent wrestlers around the country that would then know who I am. I would want to challenge for the British heavyweight championship the same way they did when AJ Styles held the title and when Zack Sabre Jr. held the title. So that's, that's kind of what I would love ideally. What is, what is the scene like at the moment? Cause there was that time where NXT signed everyone. And then there was a lot of controversial stuff coming out about the UK scene and other places. What's the scene like now? Is it, it's 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 in a it's in a rebuilding process, but what's what's unfortunate is that it was kind of in a re- rebuilding process in 2019, because that's kind mm-hmm. of when loads of people were getting signed up to NXT UK, and then there was loads of uh, not loads of restrictions, but yeah, there were kind of restrictions on terms of where they were allowed to wrestle. So it allowed people like myself to kind of step up and stand in like like big spots around the country and have big opportunities. And I would have put like 2019 as the rebuilding process. And then 2020, especially at the end of um, high stakes 2020, which was in February of that year, I really saw that as like the real start of like something like new in terms of like creating all these British stars. And then unfortunately the pandemic happened. (laughs) But what so what I think has happened now that like we've come back like since July it was pretty much officially once there was like shows back in front of fans, um, I think that's we've now had to restart that we were doing some shows like empty arena shows to try and like establish new names in this standing especially RevPro, but um, once shows were back we got to see who the fans were actually taking to, and I think there's some new names, especially like the young guns in RevPro who burst onto the scene. And just they were just ready. They've been ready for a long time. So when they came to Repro, they're ready to just like go for it. And unfortunately, Ethan Allen is injured at the moment because they would have gone for like they would have had like the craziest run ever. And I'm sure they'll pick up where they left off. But there's so many like names who are British, you know, who are local, who are you know domestic names, who are becoming bigger names. And like I said, I hope that then there's multiple of us that loads of people from around the world yeah. are taking notice of and then want to come down and want to wrestle. So I'd say like the scene is still in a rebuilding phase. It's still definitely rebuilding. It's still not like as crazy as it was. It may, it may take a while for it to be as crazy as it once was where like people were just going to shows out of habit because they just yeah. knew that they were going to be treated to like either a big name or just a great match. But um, I feel like the, when people are going to the shows that they're seeing, they're leaving being like, oh my God, that was an awesome show. Oh my God, that was some of the best wrestling I've seen. So that's happening now which is great and i feel like if that continues it's going to get even bigger and bigger and bigger oh definitely yeah yeah i think there's um everything that well every time we've been um there is that kind of you come away from it there's there's always somebody that you didn't know before that you've been impressed by or um or somebody that you've seen progress from the last time you saw them and have bigger matches and bigger matches and it's it's kind of cool to see that progression um, and I think when we first, when, well, when we first went to Rev Pro, we didn't know who you were. Um, we didn't know a lot of, of the people on the card that night, but since then we've seen you move higher and higher in, uh, on the card, more and more matches. The, the one we, uh, we saw you have the two matches in, in one night with the, with the cruiserweight title and the tag team titles. And it's just, that's in itself incredibly impressive. <laughs> um, but now, now you're, you're at the very top um, and it's, 
that sort of thing of rebuilding and seeing, like you say, new faces coming through. And for us, you were that new face who's come through and is now established. So it's about the next kind of wave of those people that you're talking about now coming through as well and seeing seeing their progression will be it's the fun thing for for us as fans is you kind of see somebody lower on the card who starts to move up and you feel you feel a kind of that's my guy sort of uh feeling towards them so you're you're already going to be supportive of them and then if you get to the point where you're getting those people come in from around the world the the support that the local guy is going to get despite whoever the you know the the import is that can be quite exciting to see them but you're still like oh yeah but i want my guy is <laughs> is that is that sort of thing that's it you see that especially um ott are running a lot of shows and like when they were doing like uh, before the pandemic uh, when i went over they're so i mean i think it i think it's an irish thing in general <laughs> they they're look crazy so loyal it, yeah yeah, they're so low to their own, to their own, to their own dudes that like when people come over, yeah, they're loving it. And it's just like, just exactly as you said it, like they're infatuated with whoever's coming over, but the, the love and support is with their local guys. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd hope that'd be the case too. And it's a cool thing as well. Like a, it's nearly like the easiest story to tell. because It's not really a story. It's just, I mean, what's well, reality of like seeing people improve or like fight from mm. the bottom and make it and, you know, that's that's the most kind of relatable story as well as one that you can get behind of someone, you know, starting in match one and then ending up in the main event. So, um, mm. yeah, you're going to see more of that. And it's a weird thing for you to even say that, like, you're talking about the new wave, like, I'm not part of that. <laughs> because I'm like, poof, like, I, I feel like there's still, like, I'd like to say I'm leading that wave. Yeah. At the very, at the very least, or I'm part of it because <laughs> there's still so much I need to learn. There's still so much I want to do. But again, like, I've got to put my, I guess maybe I've got to put my headspace into like, I've got to think that I'm the now, as one of my t-shirts say, so that, <laughs> so that like, you know, I walk into your call as the man. Exactly. Um, I was going to say, with with that sort of, especially your call's the one we usually go to, but um, the connection that you have with people there. So the February show that you were talking about when you, when you became the the cruiserweight champion, I think um, you you at the end you jumped into the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it must be pretty special to have that sort of relationship with with people. Um, what sort of what? I mean, I'm just wondering what that what that feeling is really like. It's a. Whew. It's re- it is really difficult to describe because, because I think, right, if I actually step back and think about it, I, I came into wrestling for selfish reasons. <laughs> I did it because I wanted to be a wrestler. That's all. Not yeah. because I wanted to, like, not, not for anything else, but just like, I thought it would be cool. This is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. And then you just, you completely forget along the way that there's a chance that you could be inspiring people, that you could be like either motivating people. And, you know, early on as well into my career, because like when I won that, that would have been like three years into my wrestling uh, mm. career. I would have never thought that that early on I'd have such a connection with people that'd be so behind me. And like wh- that night when I jumped into the crowd, it's literally because the guys I saw there, I recognized them from mm-hmm. probably the, the first time I, I had a match at your call, which would have been like the TV taping in 2018. <laughs> I lost in two minutes to the great Okan. <laughs> so they, they had seen me at each, each your call and I'd seen them at each your call since then. I'd seen them getting behind me and standing up and getting like rallying behind me. So it was such a, it's such a, like I lost myself and it was such a, we did it moment that I just, mm-hmm just said like i'm gonna I'm dive into <laughs> i'm jumping in so um yeah it's it's a it's a crazy feeling especially especially your call um to hear this, this the acoustics it's like an echo that's unlike any other venue that i wrestled at and it just goes up it travels up and it just travels around the building and the fact that there are again as an independent wrestler there are very few venues where there are fans above you 
mm. where you can look up and you can see plants. <laughs> it's very rarely the case. It's all on the level C. And I'm sure if you've been to shows, that's the case as well. Yeah. Like, so you're cool having the fact that there's fans below you, there's fans above you, and it's just in this huge arena that can pack over a thousand people and just echoing your name or chanting for you. It, it, it is a very magical, special feeling. Yeah. Are you there? I was no, so that was uh, around Valentine's Day, wasn't it? So it was on Valentine's Day. Yeah. It was, yeah. So um, single Steve over here never has plans. Yeah, we? so one of us didn't make it to that show. <laughs> um, yeah, but I will say, if you uh, if you if anyone watches it back, there is a point where you were thrown over the barrier in uh, onto the floor. Looked like it hurt a lot. Uh, landed yeah. next to me. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go then. There it is. Uh, what I did do was move my drink because you were a little bit close to it, but you know, <laughs> try and get we'll try and get a clip of that <laughs> if, it's, if it ended up on the undermine. Um, ready for a two part question here? Two part. Huh? One, okay. who is the greatest wrestler of all time? <laughs> and two, why is it Dean Malenko? Oh, oh. So I I have got a, a newfound like. Actual, I know you found love of Dean Malenko. Yes, I knew it. I knew it, man. I tell you, Dean Malenko's man. Uh, I remember rewatching him versus Scotty Too Hot from Backlash 2000. uh, 2000? Him versus Scotty Too Hot, Backlash the 2000 Lightweight Championship. And it is an incredible match. (laughs) And he just did that. And I would have watched it at the time and maybe not thought too much things about it i'm just like when stone cold coming out to help yeah. the rock that's what i'm thinking about when i'm watching it at like seven years old but i rewatched it again i was like oh my goodness they went for it and have then, you ever course, watched um, him against eddie guerrero in ecw those exactly those yes. matches. oh my god those are just just such incredible matches and the matches he's had with ray as well yeah um this is easy he's just such a such a such an amazing person who there's a lot of wrestlers right when but once when I start wrestling, once I started, I gained like a new appreciation mm. for it. Because once you realize, oh, this is what it takes to do it, oh, this is way harder, or well, this specific thing's way harder than I thought it was, then you like, oh, okay. Well, then in that case, this guy's really amazing. I've, I always, I've always said that the the one that always comes up for most wrestlers is Randy Orton. When uh, you. Yeah, like when when you like maybe as a fan when you watch him, you're like, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he's good. Okay, well, yeah, that's cool. But once you actually start wrestling and you realize how hard it is to be like so smooth and this, that, and the other, and then you then you watch him like, oh my god, he makes things look actually effortless. And then you just appreciate him in a different way. And that that's Randy Orton and Dean Malenko are two people that I put there. Is that having said that, that is um, the greatest wrestler of all time is The Rock. Oh, <laughs> we'll give you that. <laughs> You're spot on about Randy Orton because when I watch him, I'm I'm like whatever with Randy Orton. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, but I'm never that excited. But when you hear wrestlers all talk about him, like he's makes it look so easy and all this. But I guess when you're in there, yeah, yeah I appreciate it. A lot I under more. you really do understand it once you're like, oh, oh my gosh, how do I do this? How did his his timing on things are just like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird thing. That's that's always the number one wrestler that everybody like appreciates in a completely yeah. different way once they start wrestling. I've noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, in in terms of yourself and and people you've been in the ring with, who who have been some of your favorites? Um, I guess I'd say. Well, I've had the ma- I've had a match with Will Ospreay in Southampton, and uh, I'd put that up there. Um, and then I've wrestled Pack a couple of times. Yeah. And um, that's a guy that makes things look effortless, actually, as well. One of, like, one of my favorites is, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think I would plug that, that me and him is free on YouTube to watch. <laughs> um, but like, and that's probably the match that changed the trajectory of my career as well. Yeah. But it was just such a, he made things so effortless while also keeping things so simplistic and, he takes his time mm. in ways that you probably don't realize he takes his time because maybe you probably in your mind think, oh, he's fast, 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 and amazing spinning stuff. <laughs> he's actually very calculated with how he moves and how he does stuff that, like, you just watch it and be like, how is this possible? Um, 
Connor Mills, like I've shared rings with him, like he's my best friend and like I've shared, tagged with him most of the times, but I've been like up against him in singles matches a few times here and there. And um, he, he, again, that's just a guy who, when I've wrestled him, it just feels easy. It's just a, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a day off, <laughs> but we can also have one of the best matches we've ever had, I've ever had, while like putting together like a really easy kind of match. Um, those would be my three if I was to just just throw not out bad. three. Not bad names, there. Oh, <laughs> Robbie X. Don't forget oh, Robbie X. Yeah. I cannot forget Robbie X. <laughs> Back to like, I mean, he's, he's in crazy shape now. Yeah, like, that guy. Yeah, man, he just he just went for it. He got <laughs> real huge, and then just decided, okay, now I've got huge, and I've lifted heavy things. I'm going to cut the yeah. fat out, and it's revealed. <laughs> He's chiseled abs, but he's a guy who like is pretty similar to what I said about Pac and the others in terms of like I've wrestled him so many times in so many singles matches. Obviously, I had a triple threat match with him at uh, York Hall, but like it, he is again makes things look so effortless. But also, it's so as a wrestler, I could say it's so easy to wrestle him, which is just the perfect combination. Yeah. Someone who makes things look amazing, does amazing things, and is easy to wrestle is the perfect combination that you want as a wrestler. And that's Robbie X. I feel like he's always the trivia question of who do you think is the most underrated wrestler? <laughs> and it's always Robbie X. Because well, well, it needs to be, that needs to long, no longer be the answer. It needs to just be that he is correctly rated. He's rated. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for, like, especially in 2022. You know, um, just while we're talking about Pac, when I saw him in real life, what, what, what's going on with his legs there? His legs are huge, right? It's not just my imagination. Those legs are ridiculous. He's just, he's just a wide man. He is. I he's couldn't a, stop looking, he, but I didn't want to as well. He's a, <laughs> he's a wide human being. The first time I met him was at a Portsmouth show. He was wrestling, he's wrestling like Bailey. And uh, I was on the show and I, the backstage of that venue is the Guild Hall. So it's actually a nice large backstage with multiple actual dressing rooms <laughs> not like small cupboards that yeah. other <laughs> and like so it's got like dressing rooms like the mirrors and like the bulbs that are all around the mirror yeah. so you can see yourself in the best light and i'm like i'm lathering myself with oil and making <laughs> myself look as pumped as possible and i'm looking at myself in the mirror i'm like oh well you know what michael you're, you're looking all right and as i'm saying that like Pac just walks past this giant man <laughs> who isn't tall but is giant and yeah, just walks past like, well, okay then. <laughs> what was the point of trying? Let me just let me just forget it. So yeah, big guy. Um thinking about your your, your career and your um an important part of it is being identifiable. Um and I'm sure you you know you put a lot of thought into like you said the the t-shirts and the you know the presentation and stuff and this is something that we talked about earlier and we just wondered where it came from which is essentially your your catchphrase um which starts starts your music so it's on it's on a lot of things um but we just wondered where that first started for you i so the first time I remember saying it, the first time I remember saying now we play that I can remember if I've got this right was like in like secondary school. <laughs> um, and it was something to do like I found out that someone didn't like me in school. And it wasn't like we were going to go for a fight. It was just that we were going to like cause mischief with each other in class. <laughs> And disrupt each other's learning that's how we <laughs> that's how i dealt with stuff in school so like i kept finding out like while i was in lessons there was somebody that was always like trying to like put stuff on my chair throw stuff at me but i'd never find out who it is and then somebody said i know who it is i know who it is and i was like just tell me just tell me who it is and they finally told me who it was and for some reason my response was now we play <laughs> and then it began a series of me trying to get him with stuff putting glue on his chair trying to do all these things to him um i have found that like what i was doing what, well what i actually i stole it from somewhere i actually stole it from rick flair um huh. it's one of his lesser known catchphrases uh, 
I mean, to be fair, he had a lot. (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) you go down the list, you go down the list of them, go to the obscure ones, and then you can just steal. (laughs) He would say, now we go to school. He would grab a leg. Ah. He would grab a leg and say, now we go to school. And try and do his figure four leg lock. And when I started training, in my head, I think I always knew that I was going to have a hard grab as a finish. Um, but one time in training, I was just messing around and I grabbed the leg and it's like, I was going to like, I was going to preempt that I was going to do a figure four. And I was like, it's time for me to do the move of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. The move of a former world champion, a former NWA world champion, a former WCW champion. It's time for me to do the move of Jeff Jarrett. I do a figure four. Um, then as soon as I turn over, I just get pushed in the face and I just thought that was funny. But then I realized <laughs> that he also said, now we go to school, did Ric Flair. So I was like, I'm definitely going to say, now we play. I'm definitely going to use a half crab as a finish. So how about I just grab the leg and say, now we play. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how it came to be. And in my head, and this is like, all, I mean, before I had my first match, I was like, These, that's the most important thing. I want my name. I want people to remember my name, yeah. my finishing move, and my catchphrase. And then I, I guess that's a brand. I guess I have a brand. That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good job you didn't use any of the catchphrases he used on the plane that time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they would have been cool. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. If I, you I, say, I, now I, we I, play on what is, you know, well. Well, that's it. <laughs> a robe. But yeah, that's it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't wear robes. And if I do, I wear stuff underneath them. <laughs> so all good, all is well. Um, across the world... Dream opponent? Any promotion? Christian. Chris Jericho. There's just two of my favorite wrestlers growing up, and the fact that they're still active, I'm like, quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah. (laughs) I think Jericho's in town tonight. Jericho's in London tonight. Get him over. Oh, man. If he wants to come over. (laughs) Just at least do a collar and elbow. Yeah. (laughs) Or an elbow tie. I'll be satisfied with that. Um, Yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, I do a lion's salt because of him um i wanted to do just a normal one but i was scared of doing it off the second rope so justin gabriel of the nexus did one from the top rope and i thought oh, that's real different and funnily enough here's the funny thing about wrestling is like you know i in my head i'm always trying to make sure that i don't if i do do like i'm not you can't invent moves you it's very difficult to invent moves so i'm like well if i'm gonna do a move i'm gonna make sure that nobody around me is doing it so I said, oh, yeah, this Justin Gabriel top rope lion salt. <sighs> I guess I'll do it. I mean, I'm probably never going to bump into Justin Gabriel. And lo and behold, at one Rev Pro show, it was Justin Gabriel versus Chris Brooks right before my match. <laughs> I was just like, I had to say to him, hey, I do your lion salt. <laughs> and I'm apologizing. <laughs> if you want to do it, that's fine. And he said, no, go ahead, do it. You can do it while completing a Rubik's Cube in 10 minutes, <laughs> oh. which, which is something he can do. <laughs> Just, oh. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Why is that? Um, I'm aware we've talked a lot about wrestling, but you are a complete human. <laughs> so outside of wrestling, what, what sort of interest do you have? Oh, my God, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know if I am a complete human. <laughs> um, well, in terms of interests... I can't say passion, but as you could probably tell by the podcast I list, I listed, I love stand-up comedy. Love it. I absolutely love stand-up comedy. I just adore the fact that there's people that exist where it's like they're their sole attempt to just try and make you laugh. And I yeah. feel like that is when it comes down to it, a pure thing. Yeah. <laughs> even if even if it could be as offensive as possible or whatever, it could be some of the cleanest jokes. I just have like a real love for stand-up comedy. And what's crazy is that like when I've, when I've heard some podcasts about with stand-up comedians talking to each other, especially like Comedy Goldmines, the Kevin Hart one, there's so many parallels with wrestling. Mm. I mean, I remember Brett, Bill Burr, who's one of my favorite comedians, was on Stone Cold's podcast and they were just like blindsided how many parallels that they found with each other or with each other's careers. And um, I didn't even know that would be a thing, but like I've always just, since I was young, like I would always 
like watch stand up, I'd watch live at the Apollo, anything to do with just comedy in general. Yeah. Is I just love to laugh. So I, I try and go, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do this more. So I've always said this, that I love stand up, but I rarely ever went to, to live shows. Mm. So I, that's one of my things when things are available to go to, who knows if, <laughs> if they become unavailable. Um, one of my, like, I guess, res- let me just say one of my New Year's resolutions then for 2022 is to go to more stand-up shows. It's a good one. Good resolution. Yeah. Um, have you have you managed to see anybody? Yeah. Um, who did I see? I've seen, uh, there's a comedian called Kojo. I did see Dave Chappelle's um, when yeah. he came to London, which apparently is controversial to do. <laughs> but um, I did, and it was amazing. Uh, who else have I seen? Uh those are two that Kojo comedian or well, Jeff Ross was his, was Dave Chappelle's opening act, which is oh, surprised. Wow. I had no idea. And he does like those uh, comedy central roasts. Yeah. He did a bit of stand up, and then he roast some of the crowd. Like he got out <laughs> on stage, lined them up oh, and God. roasted them. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing. It was um, really amazing. And there was somebody else. I feel like I saw before they kind of broke out. Um, because uh, I lived in Brighton for a bit. And there was a place called Comedia with a K. Yeah. And I did go to a couple stand-up shows there, but um, I don't remember the name of them. But those, those are the ones that I've been to recently. And like, I would just, I would just love to go to more, more stand-up, even if I don't remember people's names yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we, we went to um, see uh, Frankie Boyle when he was working stuff out for his, um, uh, his TV show. So it was kind of, it was cheap tickets and uh, yeah, but you just, I mean, a lot of the stuff obviously doesn't make the TV show because like well, yeah, the, the standards, <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's one of my, my favorites. Love, love when, uh, love his stuff. Any questions? No, you don't. I haven't got anything. Oh, we didn't ask our final. We didn't. We didn't ask the final well, fifth, question. fifth question. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was like, can I not? <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Number five. If you could live one day as a celebrity, who would it be and why? Oof. Oh my gosh. Wow. One day. Who is it? I would. I don't know. It's tough. It is tough. I'm trying to think of one now. <laughs> Are you trying to think of one that won't be offensive? Because that's usually the route you go. <laughs> I'll see. This is where I was. <laughs> um, so I was going to say The Rock. Maybe for one day. I definitely wouldn't want to do it for more than one day. It's got a lot. Seems just, it just seems like too much. Yeah. Like that level of fame just seems like too much. But I'd like to just see what it's like. Mm. Like what happens if you like put a tweet out and just put the letter B and somehow it will get 20,000 likes. I'll just like to do that. Like, wow, that actually what happened. <laughs> Look at his DMs and see what an absolute dumpster fire that oh, was. Oh, yeah. Like, I would just love to see those things. <laughs> if you see messages from me in there, I was drunk, right? Don't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. You've it was got a mistake. It. it was an honest mistake. If you're, if you're being the one day as the rock, I think the best day is cheat day, surely. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely as well that that's too. the one to be able to stomach all those pancakes yeah <laughs> i love that definitely so i guess i guess the rug for one day i'd be kanye i think i thought that too oh i was like oh it's gonna be is it gonna be kanye i thought that it would be good i'd want to be yeah. inside that mind for a day so like, yeah just to know just to know <laughs> just to know that's a good one interesting interesting um Awesome. We done? Well, don't want to keep you too long. Um, yeah, we don't. We're we're aware that you've taken time out of your day to talk to us, so we don't want to keep you too long talking complete rubbish with us. Um, do you want to do you want to give us a viral message for Will Osprey or help us? <laughs> a viral message. Um, yeah. Why not? I'll probably just tell you guys that uh, Will Osprey's days are numbered. Like, I hope that he goes to the Tokyo Dome wins all the belts the v4 belt the v5 belts and then i'll be brings them to your call so that i can beat him for the british heavyweight championship and go on to be known as the man who beat the best wrestler in the world and if i beat the best wrestler in the world what does that make me 
There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Will, if you're listening, we'll be there. <laughs> if you see me, Will, mm. watch out. I won't do anything, but I'll give you a stern look. That's the, that's the main thing. Um, you, you mentioned uh, stand-up comedy and, and for as a New Year's resolution. Have you got any others since we're in December? I don't have any others lined up. Um, I want, however, in terms of a show that I want to go and see, I want to try and see the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah. I'm planning to see if I can see that this December, like before Christmas. Nice. It's meant to that be amazing. something that yeah. I've heard nothing but the best things. Yeah. I remember when they were advertising that they were going to do the show here in 2012. <laughs> I was like, yes, I can't wait. I can't wait. And it's, it's legitimately <laughs> nearly 10 years later and I haven't gone to see it. So it's time. Yeah, the 10 year anniversary is time to rock. <laughs> I think that's it as well. Like, it's the pandemic is really like, I don't know if it's done it for you guys, but it's it's really made you think, oh, what did I take for granted and not go to enough of? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, there's just been this amazing musical that's been available in the city I live in for all this time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I hear it's good. Okay, whatever. And then everything gets taken away from you. I was like, ah, you now let me actually try and go and do this. So that's definitely like, on the bucket list to go and see. I don't know if there's any kind of comedians. Like if Bill Burr was to come and do another show here, I would put down any kind of money to come down and see him. Um, yeah, that's one person I'm thinking like in my head. I'm like, oh, I've got to see this guy live. So yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, well, and unless there's any other topics you want to cover, because I know yeah. it's been us asking you a lot of questions, but if there's anything in particular you want to talk about, or uh, let's talk about your dad. Um, yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> our, our dad, who is now a uh, a speedball fan, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I I would love to know why. Like, did he explain why? 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 Like, out of everyone that he saw, that speedball was like his takeaway is like this is my favorite guy. So I think the match itself the, between the two of you was his favorite, and. I think he found it interesting because he wasn't wearing any shoes. It's the feet, right? I yeah. was going to say, I was just going to be like, it's the feet. Your dad's into the feet. Okay. Well, that's so cool. uh, I think our dad's a freak. What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently he's into feet. What a weird um, but I mean, that was a, that was a, a show that it was supposed to be the two of us, but uh, Dan had to work. And so I turned to, turned to our dad and said, uh, Bob, do you uh, want to come to the wrestling with me? And he said, why? Uh, so well I've got tickets I mean do, do you want to come and he, he's, he was like um, well they better be good seats and I was like well they're front row and he's like yeah okay I will tell you a story about that though when we got there sat down and uh, I, I turned to him I said oh do you want to yeah, do you want to get a drink and he said yeah yeah and he went to the bar and he bought himself a drink and didn't get me one <laughs> what a guy <laughs> well I mean he asked you asked him if he wanted to drink. I did, yeah. Maybe he yeah, saw I'll, some feet on the way and got distracted. <laughs> that's it. That's it. He did it. Forgot he what he's doing. <laughs> um, but that's yeah, it. I can I can safely say that you know, without that, he, he would never have gone to see any wrestling. And he came away impressed. So, you know, I think I think that says a lot about you and uh and what you do, and obviously what Mike Bailey does as well, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, kicks, uh, it kicks really hard. I, I feel like as well, like if you, especially like because Mike Bailey's such a, a legit pro wrestler and a fighter, um, I think if you're a casual, not even a casual fan, but if you're someone that's not interesting, he will immediately draw your attention just by how hard he kicks. The mm. things he does in the ring, you're like, well, this guy, yeah. this guy's different to everyone else. What, what's, what's, what's up with this guy? <laughs> and that plus the lack of, Lack of shoes, I can Black imagine. Shoes, yeah. Like your dad's like, this is this guy's interesting. So um, but as well, like when it comes to wrestling and people who aren't really fans of wrestling going to a show, I, I very rarely, if ever, do I think that like you go to a show and leave like not enjoying it wrestling. Yeah. I think I think that that's always the case. Even well, even in Vortex, uh, where I saw you guys, yeah, uh, I could tell there were so many casual fans or people who've never been to wrestling before. Oh, yeah. I could just yeah I can always just see it in people's faces. They don't have to say it. I can see it in their faces that this they've never seen wrestling before. <laughs> and so all these people in Slough were just 
taking to it a different way. But I can also tell that they left it to me like very much enjoyed them. However, they enjoyed it. They, yeah. they definitely enjoyed their night watching wrestling. Those kids in front of us, they were they got a fist bump off one of the wrestlers and they was like turning to his mom, oh my mom, mom, mom. And he's like, what? like he'd no idea who the guy was, but he was just so excited. It just feels like a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Like, yeah, so I, that's my always that's always my advertisement to people who are into wrestling. I'm like, you should go to a show. Especially if it's a decent show, not maybe not just any show, but if you go to a good show, you will very rarely walk away being disappointed at professional wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I think well, that Vortex show with the so we we had, I think, three kids in front of us. Um, and one was a little girl. And halfway through the first match, the little girl turned around. And I, I guess I'd say, what, six, seven? And she turned to her mum and said, Can we come again? Which was, you know, that's a great thing to hear. And then okay, her mom yeah. said, yeah, what do you like? And she turned around and went, the violence. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> you, you, you do get that with wrestling. <laughs> part of the deal, so, yeah, that is, that is part of it. So it's just kind of like a cool thing that like, <laughs> kids love it. And it's such a thing, like all ages, as well as again, we've said like a kid can love it. Your dad can, can come away yeah. from me. Like, oh, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. that, that's really really a cool thing and i think one of the things we we find um uh, uh you know at your call at the rev pro shows um the crowd people who don't go to wrestling would think it'd be quite a uh kind of a, that kind of macho almost toxic masculinity sort of thing and it couldn't be mm. further away from that um yeah and it's one of the nicest crowds you can be in because everyone's friendly. Everyone's there to just have a good time, watch, watch the show, get involved. But we've been to like mixed martial arts events and stuff like that. And you get a lot more of that aggression in the crowd and you don't get that in, in wrestling crowds. Um, and it's, it's yeah. something that I think people who don't, who haven't been to a wrestling show would be very surprised at. Yeah, they might assume that all like it might be a little bit hostile or they won't feel comfortable, but you definitely like you for sure it's usually a very, very inviting atmosphere at most wrestling shows. So like again, who knows what the best way is to convey that? Maybe it's just by saying this on a podcast, but like it is an inviting atmosphere for the fans and it's just an, and it's an enjoyable night out. I've been to so many shows where like they're at the sweet spot in terms of like, sometimes they're on Fridays mm. and they end like maybe 10 o'clock and it's perfect for like people who are like pre-drinking <laughs> go out and have yeah. like an actual night out that ends, you know, who knows, at like 3, 4 a.m. So um, there's all these ways to enjoy it and there's all these ways to like, and there's all these different people from different walks of life. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to see that at Rev Pro shows. I actually noticed I, when I went to, to the last 229 show where, I, where my head was open, <laughs> um, I noticed that there was way more women, there was way more families, and mm. way more diversity in terms of just seeing different, different races. I could just see that there was just a very, just different walks of life for all amongst the crowd, which is a refreshing thing. And it's, I think it's, it must mean that the word is getting out that like it's it's a very welcoming atmosphere to come yeah. to a wrestling show which is yeah. just it's all i could ask for really as That's a wrestler it. myself yeah yeah i mean it, it's interesting to say about diversity as well obviously with yourself i mean a, a, a black british wrestler um how do you find that in terms of on being on shows has that improved is there more diversity on shows now so Yes, yes. I, from what I've seen, um, there are more diversity on shows. That I have like weird—I don't want to say even controversial opinions—but um, I do fear that like there are some promoters that have been scared or like pressured into making their shows more diverse. But then in my head, that's like then they're putting people on for the wrong reasons. Like the phrase having a token, yeah, a token black person on the card. If they feel pressure to do it, then that means that you're a token person put on the card. It, like, I want to be on these shows due to merit, due to my actual ability. 
not because they think that they'll get in trouble or people will tweet mean things about them if the poster is all white but um having said that i feel like the cream kind of does rise to the top i don't think people are being held down by their race really at least not anymore so and i i think that's been like the kind of cool thing um about my ascent is that i just i don't feel like i'm where i am because of my race but it's cool that i'm where i am because of my race if that makes sense like because of because of black like i understand that it's like a rarity for someone that looks like me to be in this position to be main eventing a york hall show Mm. um it's such a big show in in the country um so like i'm i feel like how much of a of a cool thing that is it's back to that thing where i said to you like i went into wrestling for selfish reasons i would have never thought that like i'm now inspiring kids who may be black and or just from different backgrounds to be like oh man well he's doing this and this is a cool thing and i want to be like him and I'm, i'm getting that already which is just a thing that i just would have never even imagined would be like kind of my role in wrestling which is now a new way i've been thinking because i've seen that that's the thing that like i'm 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 now like i guess i'm doing like i'm i mean i am inspiring different generations of people who are my age or older than me to like come to shows yeah and if anything that's that's what i'm looking at more than maybe even more than diversity in wrestlers i'm, I'm trying to see if there's diversity in fans the yeah. fan base and the audience that's what uh kind of puts a smile on my face to because um there might be like a stigma where they're like in fact i know where like i know that there's been black people that have thought uh, maybe going to a live show won't be the right environment for me. Maybe mm. it's not for me. That's just the thing they have, but probably based on when they see the fans, yeah. not from yeah. the wrestlers, but when they see the fans, like, huh, maybe it's not for me. But then if we just, I think if they see a wrestler that looks like them, if they see fans that look like them, that'll actually encourage them more than anything to come down. And I think that's happening. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world that like mm-hmm. all walks of like I said all walks of life all ages all everything can like come to a wrestling show because there's so many pe- different kinds of people that just like wrestling for whatever reason <laughs> <laughs> it draws so many different people together so it's cool that that could be the case that could draw people together and in a roundabout plug I hope they can all be drawn to the 28th of January your call Bethnal Green Perfect, perfect. That was very well done. That. Yeah, yeah, what a pro. What a pro. <laughs> um, with the with the crowds and seeing you saying talking about seeing larger diversity in crowds, how much of the crowd do you notice, or is it just kind of on your entrance and exit? Or I'm assuming during during your matches, you, you're not noticing the crowd that much. So I think what really helps me out is that I have bad eyesight. <laughs> so I think if I had really like, if I had 20-20 vision and I was in a big venue and I could actually see people all the way to the back and I could see their facial features, <laughs> I'd become way more nervous than I actually get. But once you go like a few rows, it's just a blur. Okay. So, <laughs> so I just see a blur other than the first few rows. So I just think, I think that, kind of calms the nerves down <laughs> however i do recognize the same faces like if it's familiar faces that are in multiple shows uh i i recognize them and i see them and you know sometimes you know i'm staring into the eyes of fans during the matches sometimes that's, yeah. that's one of the things i do to draw emotion mm. so um I, I i do that and i see who's who's looking at me what the people are paying attention to what people are saying because those are all just keys as well to having a good matches, making sure yeah. that you're listening to the, the fans. And if I'm listening and I'm looking at what they're doing, then that helps whenever necessary. So yeah, like um, I, I do recognize a lot of fans. <laughs> a lot of fans recognize me. And sometimes and I know them like on a first name basis, sometimes on a fast name basis as well. <laughs> first and last. It's crazy. But um, um, how bad is it eyesight that like all your cool moves and stuff, they are meant, right? You're not just luckily doing something that you can't see and you do a backflip. <laughs> see, this is what I'm saying. 
maybe like you know again maybe i have less fear to do these moves because maybe. i can't see <laughs> i can't see how high how high the fall actually is <laughs> i'm just like oh well who knows let's see what happens <laughs> i've thought of something i was going to ask obviously you're very athletic what about when you were younger did you do any other sports or anything i uh, i really honestly just did pe in school like um i loved it but um i didn't actually really venture out to do sports kind of outside of school yeah um other than like i tried to, i was on the football team I wasn't even very one of the better players in the football team <laughs> but like i did football like i was part of my school's team um but i was just like p i couldn't look forward to p any more than i did yeah. um it was the best days best out. days yeah was yeah the and and then that's when uh when we did uh athletics so we had a uh, mile end we had in London, there's like a, a track and field kind of place. <laughs> and that's where we, that's where we, when we were doing athletics, when that was the module we were doing, that's where we tr- literally traveled to for PE to do athletics. Mm-hmm. And then we do high jump. And then for some reason, that's when I learned I can jump fairly high and I can do the Fosbury flop. Yeah. Um, so I was doing the Fosbury flop in school. That's where I learned it. And I mean, 10 years past and I'm at a show and I was just trying to think of a dive that's like unique that nobody's doing I was like I'll I'll do the Fosbury flop this thing I haven't (laughs) done since I was a teenager (laughs) I think I know how to do it um and if I don't I'll land on my head so (laughs) so that was why that's kind of why I started doing the Fosbury flop because I was like this is unique and I know how to do it or at least I knew how to do it so I still kind of do um and I do the runaround because yeah. I mean, it's part of the sports entertainment, part of wrestling. Just have the step, step, step. But also, that's the only way I know how to do it. So, <laughs> so I do the step, 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 and the run. But it just builds anticipation for the jump, and which is really cool. But pretty much nine times out of ten, I'm touching the top rope. So in my head, I'm like, that would be a foul. Be <laughs> <laughs> a foul. So uh, yeah, yeah. Those are kind of the sports at the end of the day. I did GCSE PE as well, not by choice. Um, I was like a day late when putting the options for what GCSEs <laughs> I wanted to do. So I got the, the short straw of PE. And I was like, oh man. And one of the things that we did was trampolining. Mm. Um, so I did a little bit of trampolining there. But again, I don't feel like because of that is how I then was able to do stuff. I was really kind of flipping around at home yeah. like a miscreant. And so when I got a trampoline, it just allowed me to just go the extra mile and just try silly stuff and more flips and moonsaults and backflips and stuff like that. So um, those are pretty much the, like, in terms of flag stuff that I kind of did um, before wrestling. Mm, you were planning on doing a backflip, aren't you? New Year's resolution? 20- oh, that was last year's New Year's. <laughs> no, that was a, a, a lockdown idea. And then I, I, I learned very quickly that I was very afraid of landing on my head. Um, <laughs> Good eyesight. See. What? Yeah, that's the problem I've the got. Eyesight. The eyesight. <laughs> yeah. That's it that's it you gotta you gotta get blind a little bit <laughs> i that's that's it once you get over that fear of falling in your head that's that's when you can you realize you can do it like i i learned it from a youtube video i learned to do a backflip video a backflip from a youtube video um i think it's called like the cool ninjas or something like that it's just two it's just two dudes or two american kids like this is how you do a backflip but it just made sense how they were teaching it and i'm like i just kept replaying and replaying and replaying and I had a friend and just we did it and I finally did it. Then I forgot to do it, so I had to relearn it. Um, yeah, yeah, just you can do you it. Did. Still, well, still time. Yeah. yeah. How many yeah. more well, days can... you got left of the year? It <laughs> <laughs> was a video, isn't it? You can learn to do it in one day, isn't it? There was, yeah, there is a video that says you can learn it in a day. What but... are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. Flash yeah. <laughs> out. There you go. I've got to go to work tomorrow. Ah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it, it was a done deal. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Excellent. Um, as you're obviously a Kanye fan, any other music you like? I'd like to. Um, my, my, my music choices vary so much. I do like Kanye. Um, I, 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 there was a period when his new album came out, Donda, I, I, I listened to it way too many times. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I just couldn't stop listening to it. Especially Jail. But um, I'm a fan of J. Cole. I'm a fan of a lot of like obscure, not obscure, but it's just a wide range. Like I will listen to Kanye 
and I would listen to J. Cole. I would listen to like Heady One. I would listen to Stormzy. And then I'll listen to Adele and love it equally. Like, <laughs> like I'll have a soft spot for Ellie Golding in my heart. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and then I'll also just still pop on Evanescence, which mm-hmm. my theme music is like a little a little tribute to Evanescence, um, the theme music that I use. Um, it has Evanescence vibes, which I'm a as because I said. When I was when I was coming when I was when I was getting made, I said I just wanted it to, I want someone rapping the chorus. I'd like a woman. No, I want someone rapping the verses, and I want a woman singing the chorus. That's all I ask. <laughs> and I'll I'll and put now we play at the beginning. Most yeah, important. Um, and yeah, so like I've, yeah, I'm a really big fan of I'm a big fan of Amy Lee of Evanescence. And you know, you only had wait, 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 Evanescence had one song, didn't they? <laughs> Yes, they did. That was it. I'm a fan of it. No, so that that, <laughs> that, that so that album that that sounds on. Obviously, everybody knows "Bring Me to Life." That's the one, yeah. But um, that actual album, I adore it. I think I forgot. I think, I think it's called "Fallen." Is the name of the album. That's one of my favorite albums in terms of like a top to bottom. Listen to the songs. I'm a big fan of that. And right. Adele's Twenty One, top to bottom, lovely album. But you sing along in the shower, don't you? Too much. <laughs> an embarrassing amount <laughs> i mean with that that sort of diverse uh, music taste your spotify rap must have been all over the place <laughs> oh i did not like i did not post it for that reason it was embarrassing <laughs> the things that were coming out i was like i can't show this to anyone <laughs> i just can't show this to a, a soul so you will not see it on my instagram <laughs> stories at all <laughs> i think for for me um, mine were all pretty much what i expected and then bang in the middle of my top artist was um someone called baby queen and it was just i'd heard a couple of songs quite like them and apparently i played them to death so I made it into oh, my man. my third highest thing nobody knows who she is <laughs> apparently oh uh, yeah i think one that i was uh slightly ashamed about was it, sh- it showed me how much i listened to blink 182 <laughs> which there's like maybe two songs i like <laughs> but I just couldn't believe that it was so much. <laughs> now they've got oh. three or four good songs, I'd say at least, surely. Yes. Yes. What have they got? Yes. <laughs> All the small yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Um I miss you. That's a banger. Miss you's a good one, yeah. Home is such a lonely place with the one that kept coming up in my Spotify rap. It's a good song. Don't even I recommend it. But I'll plug it. I'll plug it. I'll plug the name. <laughs> I'm plugging Blink 182. Nothing to plug my notes. <laughs> they might be listening. <laughs> well, I think yeah. the, the thing we learned was um well, the thing I learned was Dan's wife um on the uh it tells you the, the song you played the most. And mine weren't that many, Dan's weren't that many. How how many times did your, your wife listen to a song? 125 times. That's too much. That's too much. I think I think I might have been in the hundreds as well. Really? <laughs> Mine was 17. I think, so. I think so, honestly. I don't know what the song was. It might have been Blink <laughs> <laughs> That's that's it. I was like, how much do I listen to Spotify? Maybe I should get rid of premium. I, don't know what it is. I, I like yeah. to tell people that I listen to all types of music. And then my top five genres, I'll tell you what they were. Number one, alternative hip hop. Conscious hip hop, East Coast hip hop, UK hip hop, underground hip. <laughs> Apparently, I only listen to it, and I thought I listened to a bit of everything. But... Yeah, like, yeah, a little bit. My album was all over the place. It said like grunge to grime to like rap to rock. It was it was actually all over the place. I was like, oh, there you go. When I, I think say, I say it. My 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 second one, I think, was um, uh, Chamber Psych. No one no one knows what this is. Still, I've asked people. Nobody knows. Nobody's ever heard of this genre. <laughs> I don't know what I was no, listening that's to. That's a genre. That's a genre, apparently. Who <laughs> knew? For that my, to come uh, up, my... I must have been listening to some strange stuff. Yeah, that's that's a, a weird thing. My my friend, Mad Cut, many would know him. Curtis German. Mm. Yeah. I remember his last year's his Spotify Wrapped. For some reason, it was all the soundtrack of Hamilton the musical. Oh, wow! <laughs> <Big fan. laughs> I just. I just remember thinking that's the funniest thing because <laughs> I remember I was about to like I was like what does he actually listen to and it's just apparently he just listens to the soundtrack of Hamilton <laughs> which was like all right couldn't would never guess that in the world but I assume he's been to see the show right or is... I hope so maybe he hasn't <laughs> I just liked it 
Wrapping up? Can can wrap up, yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for thanks for taking the time. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for it. having me. No, You're I'm welcome sure. anytime. Maybe when you've got a proper belt, you can talk to us. <laughs> a proper belt. Oh, really Jeez. That's what really I got, got the, the trash talk now. <laughs> I've got the number one belt as well. I was trying to say that was a did a did a promo when to say that to Will Ospreay that like I have the number one belt because I've defended it more than he yeah. defended his belt. Oh, yeah, we had long the same amount of days, but not only did I defend it more than he did, but also I said it, I said to him at 229 on Sunday, I said I've had people said I've had better matches than you while defending my belt. Ooh. And I've been winning other belts in Refro whilst defending my belts. I've been doing double duty on shows. So <laughs> I was putting all these things saying that, like, I'm sorry, I'm the number one champion in the company. Definitely. I'm just gonna have to prove it. That's like, it. His. If, 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 if that's not enough, I just have to take his belt to prove it. <laughs> that's what you would like to hear. Excellent. Um, well, we'll see you there. Um, and do you want me to hold a sign up or anything? Yeah, by all means, whatever you I'm want. Gonna, I'm gonna make whatever a sign. Make a sign. Okay. <laughs> Something for me to do. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got yeah, a bit of time. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. Bring signs. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, good luck with everything that you're doing. Keep going. Uh, you're obviously the number one british wrestler in the world we're, we're officially saying that now um and as the only wrestler to ever appear on our podcast uh the number one i, I can't think how i was going to phrase that yeah. damn it you really went uh, down a road there I, 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 was, I kept saying number one and then yeah. i got stuck in a loop um but we got the rock on next week though. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see how you cool. get on there <laughs> 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 but yeah no thanks so much for doing this uh it's been our pleasure and um good luck with everything in the future and we'll look forward to seeing you as uh double champion thank you very much guys a pleasure to have me i enjoyed it I had fun thanks man so, uh, yeah hopefully good. we'll speak we'll again soon take care man. yeah take care see you later bye bye um. <laughs> oh how do i press leave meeting do i leave meeting or is that just the pretend but the kayfabe leave. <laughs> I think you can. All right, you can leave. You can go okay. back. Okay. All, right. All right. See you guys. Uh, yeah. Easy. I really enjoyed that.